Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marv on Air. If it's your first time here, welcome. I hope you stick around. Not that there's much reason to. Definitely the least prepared sports show in the history of sports shows, but you know how it goes. Just a college student trying to make ends meet. I'm sure we've all been there. If you haven't, good on you. All right, tonight we've got Monday Night Football Recap as long as uh, you're willing to listen, and then we've also got some trivia. Ah, that's exciting. It's Trivia Tuesdays. I'm excited. I mean, you know, we got a lot of questions to go through, and I think you guys are going to enjoy them for sure. But first, let's go through Seahawks-Giants, huh? That game was something. We saw a lot of, I think, questions were answered, honestly. Um, I was kind of questionable about, about the Giants. We saw a rough week one out of them. And uh, then things kind of, you know, it is what it is. And now all of a sudden they play Seahawks on Monday Night Football. They have 11 days rest, right? You would assume, hey, you can make something happen here. No. Seahawks came to frickin' play. Okay, this was the real deal. All right? Now, my thoughts throughout the game. First off, felt like the wheels were falling off early. Not necessarily just for the Giants, but the Seahawks just kind of felt out of sync early. They obviously turned things on in the fourth quarter for sure early you know, it really in the second half, but late in the third, early in the fourth, boom, they took off running, and, and it, there was no looking back. But I just, I mean, the Giants were technically really in it until late in the third. I mean, if you really want to break it down, and it was, it was just not pretty. It wasn't good football. It felt like the Giants were out of it for most of that game. If you watched it, I mean, if you're looking at the score, it's like, yeah, okay, technically they're about a score. That'll make it 10 to 14. They're very much in this. Not by the eye test. I did not think the Giants passed the eye test last night. And it all started with a fourth and one failed brotherly shove. That was kind of the the biggest thing that happened early in this game. And the brotherly shove, a.k.a. the tush push, which was its previous name. Now people are trying to put it in a brighter light. It's drawn a lot of controversy, if you will. Okay, People are talking about whether or not this should be banned. And I'm on the side of no. And this last night was a perfect example of why. It was attempted and failed. Now, that is a perfect reason for the NFL to look at this and say, hey, they obviously couldn't get it done. If the Eagles are good at it, don't ban it. I don't know what we're doing, but we shouldn't be banning things just because one team is good at it. Okay, I just wanted to get that off my chest. As far as the rest of the game, obviously, Daniel Jones rushing over, still goaded. All right. If you're looking for one thing that I think could potentially make you money long-term, I don't know what the actual odds on this are, but it's ever since he came in the league, Daniel Jones rushing over seems to be an absolute lock. And I think that's 90% of the reason because of the Giants O-line. That was horrendous. I mean, I think they might have given him more than two seconds like four times all game. It was bad. It was really quite bad for the Giants on all cylinders there. But on the bright side, we got to see a big man spin move. So, I mean, that was fun. We liked that part of the game. But the biggest question, I think, for the Giants is where is Darren Waller? Because he has been almost non-existent. I think he only has like 140 yards through the first four weeks. Abysmal. He was one of those guys coming out of the Raiders camp. They only traded a third rounder for him. So really, pretty good price for Darren Waller. That's what everyone thought. Hey, Giants got a steal here. This is going to turn their offense into a juggernaut. We saw what they did last year. Won that playoff game in Minnesota, mind you, after Minnesota was kind of Widely renowned to be like one of the best teams in the NFC. They had 11 one-possession win games, right? That's, you know, but that was, the, that was the reality of the situation, and they beat them, okay? But Darren Waller has absolutely done 
minimal. Let's just say minimal. I won't say nothing, but he's done almost nothing for the Giants, and it's concerning. I think that's something that needs to be addressed. I'm going to be completely honest here. That's something that probably needs to get fixed. If you, I mean, if you can find a way to get him open before the O line completely crumbles, that's going to be your best bet. That O line is just a huge, huge issue. But over the whole scope of the game, obviously, Geno came out in the second quarter, and Drew Locke came in and played really well, which is exactly what you need out of a backup quarterback. Now, he didn't have to close off the game, no. But he did play in, in Denver, right? We saw some epic rap battles out of him there. We were like, all right, he might stay in the league. Honestly, that video might be the whole reason he is still in the league. But regardless, he comes in in the second quarter, finishes off the first half for the Seahawks, looks, I think, pretty solid based off of what I saw, and kept the Seahawks in that game. Didn't throw a pick six and get the Giants back in it or anything like that. It's more of one of those things where you look at what he didn't do and think of it as a positive as opposed to what he did do to pull the Seahawks away, right? He he did what he had to do, didn't let the Giants get back in the game so much, and uh, leave it to Geno in the second half, right? Now, second half, that pick six at the end of the third, I've kind of alluded to it, that was the reason that game got out of control. Giants score on that possession. It's 10-14. It's a whole different ball game, right? And now it's 21-3, and things are spiraling out of control. It was it was bad. It was so bad. And then the best part, if you're a Seahawks fan, worst part if you're a Giants fan, I did not expect the Seahawks to clamp down that hard in the fourth quarter, okay? They looked like they were coming for vengeance. 11 sacks in that game. We saw a 49ers player. I wish I knew his name off the top of my head. I don't. Tweeted out, hey, why, <laughs> Daniel, why are you holding on to the ball so long against the Giants but or against the Seahawks but not against us, a.k.a. the 49ers? You didn't let us get any of those stats. Yeah, he held on to that thing, and the Seahawks capitalized. 11 sacks. That was horrible. I, I mean, it wasn't. It was just the line not blocking anybody, and I don't know what the receivers were doing. They obviously weren't getting open enough for Daniel to throw it quick, but, man, that whole game was just rough. Rough for the Giants. Now, takeaways. Moving forward, I think the Seahawks have a bright future. I think they are still a bit of almost similar to the team they were last year. The vibes I'm getting from them are very much a team that can make a a postseason push, right? Someone who is a solid team, get a couple upsets here and there, and probably not going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, let's be real. But they're they're definitely going to be in a lot of these games. They're not going to win the NFC West, okay? 49ers are going to run away with that one. We all know that. It would be pretty sick if they did, though. But the NF, I mean, the NFC is definitely one of those conferences in the history of the NFL where they can definitely take this, okay? They can take this, run with it, get into the postseason, and that's is that a successful season for the Seahawks out there? You tell me. I don't know. I would say, as a, as a Patriots fan, right now, in this very instant, that would be a successful season for us Patriots, which is absolutely horrible to think about. But anyways, as for the Giants, guys, obviously not going to make a run at the NFC East this year. Okay? Pretty clear. Brian Dable is fed up with the reporters already, and it's only week four. But there's some bright side, right? Saquon hasn't played yet. Not that there's going to be a whole lot of reason for him to want to come back after that. He's not going to be rushing back to get on the field. But, I mean, there's definitely, like, if Saquon came back, maybe he boosts your team a little bit. Maybe Daniel Jones figures out what's going on. Maybe they figure out protect, uh, protection for that line and they give Daniel a little more time. I mean, there's not there's not 0% chance you guys make don't make the playoffs, right? Like, it's, it's definitely feasible. I'm not going to 
give any hints of optimism to Giants fans out there. I'm going to be completely honest. But I think moving forward, I don't think all signs are red. Let's put it that way. I think there's some light at the end of the tunnel. It's very slim, very slim glimmer of light down there, but it's not completely black yet. All right, now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Trivia Tuesdays. It's going to be a weekly segment that we do here, and I'm going to give you guys a couple questions. They're going to total up to 100 points, okay? What we're going to do is I'm going to have you guys keep track of your own points because I'm not going to be able to do that for you. And I'm going to give you guys about five to seven seconds between me ask uh, the end of the question and the answer. If you need to pause it, you need to pause it. Go ahead, compete with your friends, see what you can do, or if you're all alone, which is how I you know, prefer to do trivia because I stink. I don't like to compete. I'm pretty bad. We did some trust, some test runs today, and it was it was bad. I'm gonna be honest. So if you're like me and you're playing alone, just see if you can get the best score. Like, what's the best score you can get over the course of this season? We're gonna keep doing it. So if you only get 15 points today, next week go for 16. Right? Personal improvement. And I'm gonna be honest. Some of these uh, they're kind of tough. Okay, we're gonna have five easy questions. Then we're gonna have five medium questions, five hard questions. That's 15, and then a 16th extreme, st- extremely hard question. First five are worth one, right? So the easies are worth one, so you can get up to five points in the easy category. The next five are the medium. Those are worth five each, so you can get up to 25 in the medium category. So if you get all of the easy questions and all of the medium, you'll be at 30. Then the hards are going to be worth 10. Seems pretty intuitive. If you get all of those, obviously you'll get 50, which brings your total to 80. And if you get the extreme Extremely difficult question. That's worth 20. It's going to bring your total to 100. All right. Let's start it off in the easy category here. What team is represented by this logo? If you said Cleveland Browns, you would be correct. I mean, doesn't seem super intuitive because their main color is orange in that logo, but I mean, come on. If you don't know the NFL logos, I feel like you should at least be able to look at it and be like, oh, yeah, that's the bronze. Okay, second question. What is the nickname of the team stationed in Kansas City? If you said Kansas City Chiefs, you would be correct. Look at that. If you got them both so far, you have two points. Third question. Which team's fans are called the Cheeseheads? If you said the Green Bay Packers, you'd be correct. Look at you. Three in a row. All right. Which team, sorry, which city do the Saints call home? If you said New Orleans, you're four for, well, you're not four for four. I mean, you could be, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're four for four. You got that one right. If you said New Orleans, if you didn't, then you were wrong, period. All right, you could have up to four points right now. And the fifth question, what player was nicknamed the Sheriff and played for both the Colts and the Broncos? If you said Peyton Manning, you were correct. And guess what? If you got all five of those, you have five total points right now, right? So we're going to move on to the medium section. Five points a question, okay? First question. Who had the most passing yards in a single season? 
If you said Drew Brees, you were correct. He had 5,477 yards in 2011. Second medium question. Which NFL team won four Super Bowls during the 70s era and was often called the Steel Curtain? If you said the Pittsburgh Steelers, boom, five more points. Add them to your total. Look at that. You know some history. All right, third medium question. Which NFL player was nicknamed after a kitchen appliance? If you said William Perry, boom. Look at that. Can't say, th- I, w- I want to say three in a row, but like, I don't know if you guys are getting these right. You know what I'm, I can't guarantee that. So you definitely got that one right if you said William Perry, but if you didn't, then you, you know, and if you maybe missed the second one, then that wouldn't be three in a row. So you see where I'm coming from here. Fourth medium question. We're, we're, we're working through these, okay? This is, this is nine of 16. We're well over halfway. Who holds the record for most touchdown passes caught by a tight end? If you said Tony Gonzalez, you'd be correct. Moving to the fifth question of the medium category, a.k.a. the last one, a.k.a. the last question before the hard category. Who is the youngest head coach to ever win a Super Bowl? If you said Sean McVay, bingo. And bonus points if you were able to say he was 36 years old or if it was Super Bowl 43. If you got either one of those and or both, I'll give you one point for each. A little extra credit there, huh? All right, hard. These ones, these ones are tough, okay? I'm going to be honest. I don't think I knew any of these. Maybe one. I maybe knew one of these. All right. First question. Who has the most career interceptions in NFL history? If you said Paul Krause, you were correct. He had 81 interceptions in his career. That's a lot of interceptions. Second question. Who was the only player to record two 99-yard touchdowns? If you said Antonio Cromartie, you were correct. We're through two of the hard level questions. Let's move to the third. Who was the only player to win the Heisman, the NFL MVP, and the Super Bowl MVP? If you said Marcus Allen, ding, ding, ding. Look at that. That's impressive if you knew that. I'm going to be honest. I don't know NFL history worth a dang, so... Props to you. Moving to the fourth one. Nickname. Okay. What is the nickname of the NFL team originally known as the Decatur Staley's? What is their current team name? If you said Chicago Bears, I am insanely impressed. Props. That one is a hard one. All right. Final question in the hard category. This isn't for all the marbles, because there isn't a question in that. I mean, there's not any of those in this. I mean, none of these are worth all the marbles. They're all worth an assigned point value. But the final question in the hard category is, which NFL player threw the most touchdowns without appearing in a Super Bowl? If you said, Philip Rivers... That's pretty good. I mean, that one was the one I would have got out of the five. I feel like that one wasn't impossible as opposed to the Decatur Staley's. Like, what are we? I just went to the 
Pro Football Hall of Fame, and I didn't even see their name anywhere. Like, that's that's impressive. You're probably from Decatur or Chicago if you got that one right. Now, final question. This one is tough as well. If you don't like these history questions, let me know in the comments below, okay? Because I'm going to be structuring these questions kind of based on feedback. And if I don't get any feedback, which I normally don't, I'm just going to pick the ones I want, okay? I'm going to be honest with you guys. So, Final question, we're 20 points. If you haven't got one wrong yet, you have 80 points. This is to get to 100. And if you can get to 100, please comment or shoot me a DM on Twitter or something because I, I will send you a sticker from the show. That's impressive. Which NFL team won the first championship game in 1920? If you said the Akron Pros... I am absolutely blown away. That's the correct answer. And look at that. At that time, they were the American Professional Football Association. It was the inaugural season of the NFL, what everyone knows them as now. And uh, I don't think I, I would I would assume if I guessed, uh, if I asked 100 people that question, I don't think any of them would have got that right. I'm going to be honest. So if you got it, props, big time props. With that being said, that's all I got for you guys today. So if you enjoyed this episode, leave a comment, leave a like, subscribe, whatever. I'll see you guys tomorrow for some NFL preview with some more guests. We got three people in studio tomorrow. Going to be a lot of fun. Until then, deuces.